This is Heart to Heart with Hospice Quinty on 91X. Heart to Heart features important and worthwhile conversations about hospice palliative care and end-of-life issues. Here's Jennifer May Anderson. I'm here today with Ross McDougall, CEO of McDougall Insurance and co-chair of Hospice Quinty's Heart and Home Building Campaign. Thank you for being with me today, Ross. Not at all, Jennifer. Glad to be here. So um, perhaps you could tell me a little bit, uh, I know that I invited you to become part of Hospice Campaign to build a hospice care center, um, but why did you say yes? Well, you were very persuasive. Uh, you're a great salesperson. No. Um, you know, when you first uh, approached me along with Joe Chinook, I believe at the time, um, my first reaction was, well, I don't know an awful lot about hospice. I uh, was under the impression, as I think probably a lot of Bellevillians are, that we already had a residential hospice in Belleville. And I thought it was kind of that little building near the hospital. But as I discovered and as I was told, uh, no, uh, we don't have a residential hospice in Belleville and, and haven't had one for many, many years and, and never really had the type of residential hospice we're talking about building right now. Um, and, and so, you know, when I discovered that and I realized that I didn't even know that, I realized that probably a lot of other people didn't know that as well. And and some of the information that I that I gathered had to do with the fact that, uh, you know, 60 uh, some percent of the people, when you ask them where they're going to die or how they'd like to die, they they talk about dying at home surrounded by loved ones and, and or friends. And of course, the reality is that uh, well over 60 percent of people die in the hospital that is not where they want to die and although a hospice isn't the same as your home it's as close as we can get to giving people that home-like environment uh, that they all want the other thing that I that I also learned uh, as a result of uh, listening to people is that there are something like over 40 hospices being built in the province of Ontario, Not perhaps not being built, but fundraised or planned at this time. And it just sort of hit me that obviously uh, there's a need, and there's a need all over the province of Ontario, and Quinty Region is just one of many regions that is realizing this. And so I thought, the, the least I can do is to try to help out and, and be part of a fundraising campaign. I'm the co-chairman with John Williams. Um, I think that, you know, we're trying to uh, point to this as a Quinty region, not a Belleville, not a Quinty West. This is something that the community is doing together. And so having John Williams, a former mayor from the city of uh, Quinty West, and myself, a former where mayor from the city of Belleville, I think helps to lend credence to that concept that this is a regional uh, opportunity. Yes, it's the need is is there. And I find it interesting that you mentioned about uh, how many hospices are uh, in the process of being fundraised for being built. Uh, when you think about 40 across the province of Ontario, um, at the end of 2017, there were only 80 hospice residences in Canada. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, and and I, you know, clearly the need is there, and uh, you know, when when we get a, an opportunity to get in front of people and explain that, um, everybody agrees. And how do you think the fundraising is going on the campaign so far? I know it's a big big goal that we're working towards. Well, we're trying to raise $9.5 million, and that's a huge number. Um, we are uh, approximately halfway there now, so that makes me feel pretty good. We got a lot of money early on from uh, the two municipalities, uh, as well as the uh, township of Tyndanegas. So in the early stages, we did very well, and now we're 
in that part of the campaign where we're calling on businesses and individuals for that matter and asking them uh, to help out. And uh, that's just a, a slow, steady, uh, time-consuming uh, process that bit by bit uh, we're getting to. And uh, if uh, if we had more people out knocking on doors asking for money, it would go faster. But we have what we have, and so we're just uh, bit by bit doing it. I'm not uh, in any way... Uh, unsure about whether or not we'll get to our total. It's just uh, how long it takes to get there. I think that we have a fantastic group of people who are working with us on this project to get um, get the funds raised. Um, and I know we're also happy to have any more helping hands so people can reach out to Hospice Quinty either through our website or, or email or phone the office and we can give them some more information on how to get involved. There's uh, always more room for people that want to help us uh, uh, solicit uh, funds. That's for sure. We will we'll take others if they wish to participate. That's right. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about the location of where the hospice care center is going to be built? Well, the hospice is uh, being built uh, across the uh, road from Bayside Secondary School. A um, couple of reasons there. One is, main reason, of course, is the city of Quinty West gave us land. And uh, having land for free and building permits waived and those kinds of things is a huge uh, step forward when you're trying to build a, a hospice. The other reason I like to think uh, that it's being built there, it is really equidistant from downtown Trenton and downtown Belleville. I actually went out and measured it in my car, and it's almost exactly the same difference. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm used to politics in the Quinty region. I've done that all my life. And I know very well that there there's a sensitivity to uh, where things are located when both Quinty West and Belleville are doing it. And this being in Quinty West, I thought it was great uh, that it was uh, equidistant uh, from downtown Belleville and downtown uh, 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 downtown Trenton. So, you know, it, it's a great location. We couldn't have found a better location, quite frankly. Um, and uh, it's, uh, you know, on a, on a main route in between uh, Belleville and Trenton. And so I think that uh, we'll be able to get uh, the best possible use out of it once the uh, building is constructed. And I know that um, one of the big questions that seems to come up a lot is uh, the hospice care center is going to have six resident suites, um, and the price tag that we're looking at is is nine and a half million dollars for the entire campaign. And I know the question comes around a lot: Why does it cost that much to build six beds? Yeah, well, frankly, that was a, a question that I had and, and my co-chair, John Williams, had when we first started this project. Nine and a half million dollars is a lot of money, especially when you frame it as it's for six beds. The reality is it's not for six beds. Um, first of all, the bedrooms are not the type of bedrooms that any normal person thinks about. These are large bedrooms. They have uh, uh, living room aspects to it. They have uh, outdoor patio aspects to it. In addition to being bedrooms, they've got uh, what we would call a full office for people that work at hospice, the uh, the employees of hospice, plus meeting rooms, training rooms, all kinds of uh, ancillary type rooms that are needed when you uh, run a hospice or when you run a palliative care unit. Um, in addition to that, there are kitchens, there are lounge areas, all kinds of things that you would not typically associate it when you just say six bedrooms. The other part of it is that um, 
we're not building a house. We're, we're building something, and I liken it to a mini hospital. And anybody that is uh, familiar at all with what it costs to build hospitals understands that you can't build uh, a hospital the same way you can build any other kind of building. The redundancies that have to be built into uh, buildings like a hospice or a hospital, the uh, type of uh, the type of structure itself, you've got to have all kinds of uh, bacterial resistant products that you wouldn't put in any normal house. And so that increases the cost of building these dramatically. And some people say, well, then let's just not do that. Why don't we just build a house then and forget about all that stuff? But that's not the reality uh, in today's world. The, the Ministry of Health uh, funds this tremendously. They they provided $1.2 million in capital costs, and they provide ongoing uh, annual uh, um, subsidy for operating the actual uh, hospice. So the rules of the Ministry of Health, which are very similar to the types of rules that you would see in a hospital, are the rules that we have to obey. And, you know, at the end of it all, um, it makes more sense that way. There are times when I would like to say, gee, I wish we could do it cheaper. But the truth is, you don't really want to do it cheaper. These are very vulnerable people that we're putting into this building. And uh, it has to be absolutely the top uh, that we can make it. And in order to do that, you end up spending an awful lot more than you would if it were just six bedrooms. And I also think that uh, I I would add to this that in addition to uh, the building itself, uh, we're also providing uh, contents. And again, the contents, you can't just donate your Chesterfield. We have to get the type of contents that would be used in a hospital setting. And so they're very expensive. And I think the amount of money that we're setting aside for contents is somewhere in the neighborhood of $500,000. Then on top of that, we're building in what we call a sustainability fund. The sustainability fund is an amount that sets us up so that once the hospice is built, we know that we'll be able to fund it and operate it for a minimum of three years. And so the sustainability fund is, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of a million five, a million six of that nine and a half million dollars. And that is important because without that money, there's always a risk that because the Ministry of Health does not fund 100% of hospices, this money will be used in order to make sure that the hospice runs smoothly in the early few years of the hospice so that we make sure that everything is done properly. The last thing we want to do is spend a whole bunch of money building a hospice and then find out that we simply can't operate it because we don't have the funds. So the sustainability fund helps us overcome that. So when you break it down, the nine and a half million, probably five and a half million, give or take a little, is for the actual building. Uh, the sustainability fund is a million and a half contents or 500,000. And then there's some other professional fees that go on top of that. So it isn't really nine and a half million for a building. Uh, the building itself is five and a half million and it isn't just six beds. It's way, way more than six beds. And I think, you know, we just explained to people, you can't build a hospice uh, or a hospital by using the types of uh, uh, cost per square foot that you think you can use. And so when, when, when I explain all that to people and even people in the building industry that have been very skeptical about the cost, they get it. There's no problem with them understanding. I've gone out to many builders and, and their original question is, well, how could you possibly spend nine and a half? But when you break it all down, they go, yeah, sure. Of course we get it. We know we can't build a, a hospice for that kind of money uh, that we think we can build it for. And so it, it, it makes perfect sense. I think that uh, one of the 
interesting things about our particular project is there is no other hospice in Ontario like this one. We, a lot of the hospices that people may may be familiar with are repurposed homes, and uh, so they're not used to seeing um, the adherence to those kind of standards that hospitals and hospices have to adhere to. And, and there's nothing wrong with repurposed homes, okay? That's the way we used to do it. I have absolutely no problem with that. That That's great. But it isn't the future. It isn't the present. And we're not going to be doing those anymore. The reality is hospice care is uh, now moved into the mainstream. And the Ministry of Health is funding it. The Ministry of Health is taking this seriously. I recall a statement recently by the Executive Director of Belleville General Hospital saying how important it was to have a hospice built because, of course, they are facing incredible pressure in the hospital to move people out. And, and the, the reality of it is they do not want people in the hospital where um, they're not making them better. And if they belong in a hospice, they want them out of the hospital. And, you know, that's just the reality. And so the executive director of the hospital is very, uh, very much anxious to see this build so that it helps her with the over uh, pricing problem that she's got at Belleville General Hospital. Every And, you know, you say it's only six beds, but of course, you know, the unfortunate fact or the fortunate fact that the turnover on those six beds is very high. So it's a, it's, it's a lot more effective than just being six beds in terms of easing pressure at Belleville General Hospital. And that's important. Belleville General Hospital is important too. And we want them to be able to move their patients that shouldn't be there into our hospice as quickly as they can. I know one of the reasons that the Ministry of Health is supporting all these hospice builds across the province is to relieve that pressure in a lot of our hospitals across Ontario because when people, uh, let's say if you have an older couple, um, they're one has a terminal illness, the other is frail and, and can't care for that individual. At, at this point in time, there's no other place for them but the hospital. And this provides that that pressure valve so they can come and be cared for in a hospice and, and relieve that, that pressure on them. Um, if somebody wants to donate to the campaign, how do they do that? Well, they can call me and I'll sure come out quick like a bunny and uh, get their money there's also a website that they can uh, make donations on it there are two there are two uh, uh, ways to go on our website you can either donate to operating costs or you can donate to the hospice and it's easy to use and that's a that's a good way to donate to the hospice if you want to do it online or you can drop into the office at the uh, uh, east end plaza and i'm sure they'd be happy to uh, take the money from you uh at that point. Another, another point that I just wanted to get into, and that is that, you know, we think about hospice as a place for uh, people that are dying. And of course, that is what it's for. But the reality is, it's just as important for the family members. And, you know, whether it's, you know, a loved one, it's a, it's, it's a wife, it's a husband, uh, it's, it's, it's a ch- child, it's, you know, what a close personal friend, all those people struggle tremendously at the time of death. And uh, this is for them too. It, 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 it allows them to give the care and love to the person who is dying. That if you're under pressure to do that, it becomes a lot more difficult. You, you, a lot, you, you feel very guilty. Um, if you can't do enough for a loved one who is dying, it's certainly not your fault, but you feel that pressure, and this takes that away from you. And, it, and I think you know, it, it's just as valuable for members of the family and close personal friends as it is for the person who's actually dying. Ross, thank you so much. I appreciate you being with with me today. Not at all. I was glad to be here. Thanks, Jennifer. Learn more about hospice at hospicequinty.ca and listen for Heart to Heart regularly at this time on Alternative Radio 91X.